want to show with this guy, man. Look at him, man. Shaggy the airhead. On the beat. What the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Look at him, man. Oh, really? And if it's like that, then we'll just fucking go now while you search things on your telephone. Ladies and gentlemen, juggalos and juggalettes, um, I, you know, I feel weird when I say juggalettes and not because I don't like female juggalos, but I've known so many chicks over the years that do not like being called juggalette because to them juggalette means I poor. am a fucking female juggalo. Yeah. And shout out to a lot of the old school female oh, no, female facts. juggalos like uh, nah, you know, like huge, Blue Wind. Nah, you a know, huge shout out to 2K. 2K, bro. Uh, I've been uh, yeah, we've been uh, kind of reconnecting on uh, Facebook lately. I gotta tell you, it's a funny thing with me where 2K Let and Triple Six and I mean kind of Double L. You know, I give her as much credit as she deserves. Um, <laughs> They really were like kind of the archetype for what these like pretty girl juggalettes are doing. You know, like the things that they're doing now. Right. 2K Let and Triple Six in particular. Triple Six did yarn falls and shit before I saw anybody doing that shit. And 2K Let had the fucking immaculate clown style back in the day. Like, I and it's funny because and I I I do I'm sure we'll end up talking about this at some point. I always thought that she didn't like me back in the day. And maybe it's because she was a little bit more, um, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but she was more out there back then. Right. Whereas now she's super chilled out. Um, they're really a cool person, honestly. It's like, I haven't had a chance to have a real conversation with her yet about where like we've been in the culture. I, Cause we never, we only hung out um, in person a couple of times. I remember a show once, um, I, And she and her uh, her man at the time came in. They might still be together. I really don't know. But because um, she, they always had the, and this is what I mean. She had like immaculate clown style. Her and her man had very specific paint that they wore every single show. And I always thought that was cool. Like there are a couple other people that I know that were like that. Like in Worcester, there's a bunch of them. Like there's that big fucking Mexican dude that's like, Cock diesel with braids that just runs through the pit and destroys everybody. Yeah. Um, Dead Dave. I know we always bring up Dead Dave, but God put him in the pit. Somebody's gonna fucking die. Um, oh man, and I'm uh, you know, and as I'm thinking about good shows, uh, going into the uh, the episode that we're talking, you know, the album we're talking about for today's episode. Fucking, you obviously were there. The uh, the Malenko show in Worcester. I wasn't there. You weren't? Nah, dude. Fuck! Oh my god! I was nine years old when that shit No, happened. not the first original one, you dingbat. I'm talking about the recent one, like a few years ago. Oh, no. I got in a car accident. That was on my birthday. Oh, fuck me, yeah, really? This, this is my juggle. Oh. It was my 29th birthday. Me and Money were going... And, uh, you got into an accident on the way? On the way there. Fuck! Oh. this car, and we had a, a trunk full of Fago... Ha, 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 ha. No, a trunk full of Fago um, cupcakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we were going to give them out to everybody, but instead we ate a bunch of them and sat in his living room while his car was totaled in the driveway. So, yeah, I didn't make it to that Well, one. no, and then you know what? I apologize uh -huh. because... 
First of all, I thought you were asking about the Great Malenko tour. I'm oh like, yeah, yeah, no, because first of all, it uh, wasn't even the Great uh, Malenko tour; it was the House of Horrors. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Number yeah. one, number two. Um, no, I would have only I been mean. fucking. My parents wouldn't have taken me to that show. <laughs> but no, I went to um, the no, no the Malenko song, bro the Malenko balls. show. I heard, I heard it was great. Oh I my god! First of all, I believe that they did. You might be right about that. Um, wasn't that the one, and I'm not gonna... Well, I wouldn't know, motherfucker. No, we'll see, I, and I feel like, you let me know afterwards if we have to edit this, but, um, wasn't this the show where they finished and then they, like, uh, either Jay or whoever was like, oh yeah, props to whoever the fuck that was before us, or something like that? Uh, I don't know. Because I've, I can't remember who it was, but I have been told that story multiple times, that they played with ICP. And that ICP, like, in some way kind of threw shade. But I also, again, I don't remember it, so maybe that's not what happened. I don't know, honestly. No, fair enough. And especially that time, my brain was so scrambled, and I was in a car accident on the day of the show. Fair enough. No, but I I was bringing it up because that show was, like, the first show in such a long time. And granted, um... I was doing Uber at the time, and one of my three o'clock in the morning fares sold me some very good pills. <laughs> but that show was just, it was also the show where I watched uh, where fucking uh, Chuck was escorted out <laughs> by Bosch uh, Pit Mike, which that was a funny experience just because, and you know I won't give that man a fucking drop of credit more than he deserves, but they didn't like he didn't like like re- they didn't have to wrestle him out but he was right in dude's face like fuck you suck my dick like he was basically he didn't take it laying down so you know again credit where credit is due but Man. i do know however once we came out of the show we were sitting in my car and he hit me up on a video call cuz he was doing his show and we were talking about it and i know he was kind of upset that i was i did that i was so enamored with how good the show was like and now for nothing, they did uh, pass me by for the the first. I think we talked about this last time. Uh, the first uh, Wicked Clown from Outer Space at the Gathering this year. They finished with pass me by. Nice. Yeah, and that's that. just. I was there with a very good friend of mine. Like for, since high school, I've known this girl. Like a really good friend. And yeah, she's gone through a lot. Not to mention she's gone through a lot. Um, some of the lot that she's gone through was a uh, very good friend of hers. It was a lot. I'm pretty sure it was. And, um, Jesus. yeah, no, I know. And passed me by when that started playing, uh, she started crying. And I think that I'm just glad that I was there, you know, with her because I know that it probably made her feel a lot better. Right. Just, and I mean, for me, it was a profound moment because we ran into each other. It, we hadn't planned on watching the set together, it just happened that way. That's why I was trying to say before that this year's gathering, I didn't plan fucking anything, and so much good shit happened. But Pass Me By is one of these songs where just like, The Great Malenko is, it's funny because ironically, it's, you, you can debate whether or not it was their best album, but it has so many songs that are, if not their most popular, really some of their best work that like, there's a lot, like the only song that I would put above, and I, I've never seen them finish a show like this, which makes me sad, but um, nothing's left is the only one that I would put above Pass Me By. Right. In the sense of like a song that really means something to end the album with. Because there have been other good ones like um, 
Forever from Mighty Def Pop. Yeah. Very whimsical, but a great song. Um, and they didn't end the album with it, I don't think. But, um, free to go, free to see. Oh, yeah, fucking, That's, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, free to go and do everything. Oh, is that what album that, oh, then yeah, they definitely didn't end with that. They no, ended they ended with, with I, I was just going to say jokingly, I, oh, I like it rough, too. That was a great ballad. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know what bothers me though about that? I, the, yo, I like that song. I like listen. Idea. I like that song, and the more that I listen to it, I understand why they tr- they put the disclaimer at the beginning. But Hothead is objectively more wicked than that song. Oh yeah, it. Um... Lots of pretty women, sure, but after sex with a corpse, living women. Oh, are boring. boring. Oh my the, god. The visuals too about like oh, snapping. Two, five, two, ten pounds, I can't even fucking... You know what's uh, funny is I was... Talking. I don't even know what the fuck he said the first five times I listened to that song. It was just like, oh, this is interesting. I had to really, I had to really stop and really like focus. Like, what the fuck is he saying? Scatterbrain, bro. I love those visuals. No, I, I and it, you yeah. want to know what? That is one of the, that is one of the things that ICP is great for. And I think that... The Great Malenko is a great example of that for the fact of just look at the intro. They haven't, they were on the cusp of like grasping and getting to that, you know, muse, I guess, that we were talking about earlier right, right, with right. it. Like, because they were there, but like this album in particular. But they also had so much like George Clinton on Hocus Pocus. Everyone. Alice Cooper. Slash. Yo, they got a, this was their million dollar fucking record deal, man. And honestly, because I had to look it up because some of their albums have stood out sonically so much and then end up defining literally like years of their career at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, last time we were talking about uh, Riddlebox and I didn't look up to see who was the engineers on it or where it was recorded, but I'm willing to bet that it was not at the Funhouse, pretty sure. It's funny you would say that because for whatever reason I have in my head a visual reading the book and that it was the funhouse but you are way more astute about things like this so I would defer to you and assume that you were correct I'm gonna go ahead and take a look because the reason why it'd be be because uh, like listening to the Wraith a lot you know I would read the the book there was a really great book of the uh, for the the Wraith and, uh, they didn't put all the lyrics in every album. It, no, and they <coughs> when they did that... You remember after The Wraith came out and then every juggalo had to spell V-T-H-Y? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and I gotta tell you, me yeah. as somebody who was always really involved in, like, grammar and literature, that shit fucking annoyed the hell out of me. Because thy means your, the means you, and I'm a huge fucking nerd. Um... What are we, are we, you were checking on the, the fun house? Checking on the, the technicals here? No, it, it actually was in, uh, it was, uh, in, uh, the fun house. It was, oh, it, so it was the last album in the fun house. Um, <coughs> oh, yeah, because the great Malenko on, like, even in Bizarre, they were talking about, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Studio but, rentals, like, I rent studios I, and don't pay. The only reason why I, uh, I <coughs> thought, yeah, you don't play. The only reason why I thought about 
thought that is because they stepped up the sound so much and it went from such a slight I think it might form. be more of the technology invented. Probably, yeah, exactly. You're right, yeah. Um, but this album in particular, I... It does uh, have that, that feel to it. It's a mainstream, almost kind of mixing quality to it. It, was, it must have been recorded analog for the most part. Think, I would right? say almost certainly, but there's a... There was a, like a team of engineers that mixed the album down. Right, and right, two right, of right. them, Brian When you're playing with house money. Brian Gardner and Bernie Grundman, both like... Brian Gardner, that name actually sounds familiar. Well, both of these guys are oh, like I'm sure they're legendary. Yeah, yeah they've, they've fucking produced uh, and engineered groups from fucking the 60s into like songs with Dre... And then even uh, the Speaker Box and Love Below Outcast album. Oh, so they specialize in like really, you know, that mainstream sound. And that I think was one of the defining factors because that they also used the guy Tom Baker for the Wraith, and we'll talk about that when the Wraith comes. But that's another one of those albums that like stepped up. Like no, and you, you want to know what? what? I, mean? I, way, I like, agree with you, and I definitely think that part of it is advancement of the technology. Because they always did have pretty solid people working with them. They had Mike working with them. So that right there is going to be a huge leg up. Yeah. But, like, I've come to find that apparently, like, nowadays the way that they do it, and maybe this was how they did it back then, it was just harder. Like, when you're doing recordings for raps or songs or whatever, you'll do, like, 20 takes, and they'll use all of them, just little parts, and just mash them all together somehow. Yeah. (laughs) And that's insane. Yeah. But I also... The other part of it is always the idea of being artistic. And if there's one thing that can be said about Violin J, the man is unflinchingly artistic in the sense that he will not compromise. It's like, we're going to do it this way. And with that being said, I have to wonder if he's the kind of guy that... And I know that he was collaborative in the sense of, probably especially with Mike, that they got enough of a rapport that... Mike probably could ask him for things and he would do them. But the point I'm making is I wonder if he would be like, we need another take. Oh, fucking do we? You know, I'd, I'd be curious. But I really, this album had so much of... There's so much speculation to be had about those great, kind of things. No, that's fair. You know, I will say, though, in the studio, not for dot, nothing, dot, dot. this right here, because they didn't really have it in... Um, they didn't have it in Riddlebox... And um, Shaggy, I, I can't remember if maybe Shaggy got injured and that's why he had to cut his hair off. I think that's what it was. But this was ICP with dreads. That's peak, yeah. that's peak ICP right there. Yeah. Like, the, the one poster that almost everybody has seen of the Insane Clown Posse, and as a matter of fact, I think I told the story of how I saw ICP the first time in like a Vanity Fair and Entertainment Weekly. And it was like during the Hollywood time, right around this time, like probably right before the album came out. Are you talking about the shrunken head promo picture? Not the shrunken head one, or I I guess yes, but with the the staffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the staffs. With the two staffs and the, the, because they're just... the, the, The action figure came with the staff, didn't it? What came, what was the, there was an action figure that came with the staff. Yeah, the, tread, I believe. the, the dreadlock ad action. Right, no, well, so that's kind of what I'm saying, is that the fucking... Uh, dreadlocks. No, wait, what the fuck? This might have been recording that whole time. Frankly, I don't care. Um, 
the we were talking about the action figures and dreadlocks and just when you thought they were dead because that's what the truck and head one was where they were being held by the dreads yes and the heads yeah, were cut yeah, off yeah, yeah. Was, but that was also again peak icp for the nobody knows what their faces look like they're signed to hollywood records again they're in a fucking mainstream magazines to the point where that's where i saw this shit and like it's funny that they had gone because like so do you think was... that do you think if they never cut their if if jay and shaggy never cut their hair that it would have been like <laughs> That'd be would that have been better I don't know. Dreads were dreads are cool. Remember when? Remember? Yeah. And by the way, this goes to show how fucking stupid I am. Like, I swear to God, I am not making this up. That Great Malenko, they both got dreads. Jekyll Brothers, Shaggy's bald. <laughs> the Wraith, Shaggy's got his dreads back. And in my mind, I was like, wow, he must grow his hair really fast. It's like it never fucking occurred to me. Like, oh yeah, that's not real. Like extensions, <laughs> but the, which it's funny though because that again peak ICP that was Shangri La era paint some of my favorite shit they ever did. Oh yo, they, they that was so fucking crazy. Oh my god, they, so that, dope. Like the photos putting color into it, yeah, bro. Yeah, it was, it was wild. fire. Yeah, but and that's when a lot of people turned away. A lot. Of yeah, well that's also in. because they said we followed God. Oh yeah, so there's that. But and, and I, do you have any idea how many people? My fucking sister was like, "Aren't they Christian group now?" No, no, they're not. We're Jews. We we pray to God, right? Right? So, are they Jewish rappers? <laughs> Could you imagine Violent Jew? <laughs> Shaggy Oi Dope. I don't know. That, that second one wasn't very good. That was the best I could come up with off the cuff. I apologize. Um, no, I... It, one thing about fucking Malenko was that... I was think this that, the album, Million Dollar Question, was this the album that introduced you, like, the rest of the okay. civilized world? Okay. Oh, so how was... I had heard whispers before... First impression, like I said, tell the world right now, first impression ICP. You're just Maximilian Young, and then all of a sudden... I am just Maximilian Young. And then all of a sudden, what happens? How does ICP enter your life? How old are you? Oh, I thought, th- I, I thought maybe we'd have this conversation. Uh, so I was in Hebrew school, I think Did I was... Did we already have it on the podcast? May have. And I, I can do it quickly in any case. If it's relevant to the Malenko. Oh, no, it definitely is. That's the point. And we, again, we probably have had the conversation. What the fuck? Podcasts are... The, the entire content of a podcast <laughs> is having the same conversation a hundred times. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I was... The kid's name was Evan Gosh. Real cool kid. And um, I actually don't even know why we stopped talking. I really hope that it was just distance and that, like, we got older and had other shit going on. Yeah, I mean, knowing me, it it is possible. It's definitely possible. This is why I have the doubt. I'm This is is why I'm not sure. I'm projecting because that's how I feel. Yeah, well, every once in a while you project onto a blank screen and you just get the same thing. In any case, he was, we were into metal together. We both liked metal. He would have, like, I remember I was reading, he put me on my first issue of Hit Parade. And seeing ICP and Hit Parade, I'm pretty sure, along with Marilyn Manson, whatever other stuff. And so, he, his parents were a little bit more liberal than mine. My parents were pretty liberal, but my dad wasn't going to go to the record store and just buy me whatever I wanted. Not that. Had to get to that point. But his parents, for whatever reason, or however it was he got it, he got more of this music. 
he put me on corn, he put me on the white zombie, and he put me on the ICP. And the thing is with ICP, because a lot of people don't remember this or they just conveniently forget it, is that ICP was strong in the metal scene in the early days. That oh, was yeah. and whether they were or not in they the were rock con- section. That's at, what I'm saying. Exactly. That's my point, is that they were a rock and roll slash metal act. Or at least that's how they were perceived in the beginning. It, or at the Malenko era. Which, by the way, I think that that's important for what ICP would end up becoming in general. Because rock ruled the earth back then. Rap was just... It was late 90s. You know, there were famous rappers, but it wasn't there yet. It was like the idea that these guys were doing rap with rock and roll riffs was one of the things that made it like, oh shit, what's going on here? It's not like all their songs had riffs in them. Just, you know, some of them did. And with well, this that, album, they made that choice very consciously. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Well, I think they knew, like, oh, we're about to be on the fucking grand scale. Rap's not that famous yet. Rap is very famous, but you got to be a gangster rapper to be a rapper. We're white guys from Detroit. We're clowns. Maybe a better idea is to, at least for now, just think about it. It's not like they did it all the way through their entire career forever. But you're right. For that album, they obviously saw the writing on the wall and fucking went very, very metal with it. And I think that was a good choice, especially like Piggy Pie is such a good track. They play that song live all the time. Oh, fuck yeah. Halls of Illusion. Uh, Halls of Illusion is the most popular song they ever made, hands down. Uh, yeah, and it's so fucking good, man. And I think oh, it was yeah. a collaborative yeah. decision between Mikey Clock and their newfound producers who were like trying, they were driving. The, we don't like to think of it like that because they no, are for an sure. independent act. Oh, no, for sure. But they were submitting demos and then they were saying, you Music is very collaborative. Yeah. Music and is very. No, go, please go. No, no, no. Yeah, it is very collaborative. And especially on that level when you, That's have, what I was when gonna you have a next. fucking million dollars invested in That's. The, I think that you know, a lot like, of people don't look at the music industry in that way where they don't realize how much money gets tied up in some of these things. Where it's like, yeah, exactly. If you put a million dollars into an album and you want to get that million dollars back, which I wonder if they... I mean, it did eventually... I, I don't remember they how quickly to, it went platinum, to, but the point is, I they obviously recouped. Yeah. My like, I just almost immediately, probably. Well, well, they had well to pull the record and see, then they put it back yeah, out. That was, was very interesting. Well, but so was that how it happened? Wasn't it that they pulled it and then they shelved it and then they gave then it to Island they, who put Island, it out? Yeah, Island bought the contract. That's what it is. Yeah. And so, because, bro, it was actually funny. I remember once being in a... Uh, it just shows you how none of this shit ever really matters. I was at a... Uh, I was in Disney uh, at whatever time it was in my youth when I was a teenager. And I remember going into the store. There was a record store on the Disney downtown. And they had Jekyll Brothers. And I was like... What? How the fuck does this work? Like, what... The, I mean, obviously, like I said, I, at the time, I didn't really understand the way things worked, but I, like, one thing that was really cool about the Malenko era was the fact that it really was ICP jumping onto the scene, like, I, was it the, I'm trying to think, the shockumentary one was like, or no, so we bought and paid for this time just to say two things. Oh, yo. One, yeah. we know, it's like, uh, you hate like, sound. No, for the, no, for those of you, it's like, for all the juggalos and juggalettes out there, thumbs up. Yeah. And then the Shaggy was like, for the rest of you out there, we know you hate insane clown posse, but, but we, we love you. 
that was. I used to oh, watch that commercial. Bro, that over. shit was. I, I used to. That I, tank, down, like, you know, bro, the I swear on my life that I stayed. I was, I was on again. vacation with my family in Colorado, and I stayed up until fucking three or four in the morning to see Let's Go All the Way on TV. <laughs> oh man. And then mark the fuck out with, because they said it's playing on MTV around this time. We don't know exactly when, and of course they played that at the very, very, very end of the block. But, and of course they played it at three, four in the morning. But that's kind of the thing where that's who ICP is making music for. People awake at three in the morning. (laughs) So (coughs) I really just one thing that was cool about Malenko also was the fact that. Super fucking lyrical on this album. Oh hell yeah! Like ICP can wrap their fucking asses off. I refuse to hear anything different. The thing that people sometimes say is that, like, I've heard a lot of people say that Shaggy is, is not as good of a rapper as Jay. I disagree with that. But I disagree vehemently with that. But there's been times where yeah. he is doing it simplistic for the sake of the song. But if you don't get that, I don't that, think it's so much for the sake of the song in some because what I have come to find is that Shaggy switches up his style as often as he can. Like back in the ICP days, the older ICP days, original six days, let's say, I think that he stayed very lyrical. Very on beat, very flowy, and always like pretty consistent. But his style would kind of like it would evolve as again. This was original six we're talking here. Like Black Rain Shaggy, very experimental. Yeah. Super villain Shaggy, again, it's very. But then again, He's just that was screaming more on the hooks. Oh, fair. All right. That's super villain. Oh, is that all right? So no, that's hey, I have. I we used to joke about that because Shaggy was wrong. so fucked up at the time. Supervillains is a great. I can't wait till the Supervillains episode. But you know that. Is oh, like, we should. You want to know what? We can do that whenever. So. Yeah, because you know that, the problem with it though. Um, it's whatever everywhere. Yeah, exa- so you exactly. Have to yes, that. Find a which I rip. think is. I which had is, a, I had a copy of it. I used to love it. That shit's Yo, super for, funny to me though. I had a fucking. You know how you said <coughs> back in the day you'd record your ringtones like you'd fucking. Yes. You'd record I the do. song. I remember when Supervillains came out and my ringtone was. Put your shades on, baby, because we out here beaming. Diamond, I arrive on the scene. It was literally a verse. <laughs> not even like a catchy fucking. Nah, it, dude, I no, I super violent J supervillains verse. I was gonna say, I remember uh, pull your panties to the side. That was exactly we drunk in a limo from the back, so we hit it from the back. <laughs> Killed it. But now you want to know what's funny though is that especially for the way that they were, because people there's not as much video of it back then. It also leads, it, it lends to ICP's legend, is those shows back in the day, bro, I just remember what a bizarre show was like, because that was when I came in. Fucking Malenko era, fucking peak ICP. Yeah. I could only imagine what those shows were. Oh my God. Yeah. Riddlebox through, and like the original, like again, the House of Horrors tour, the Wicked Clowns from Outer Space tour, um, the Jekyll Brothers tour, which I think actually was just the Jekyll Brothers tour. Those shows have to have been. Did they ever get Snoop on stage with them? No, I don't they think didn't. So. I don't think so. I I, I would have seen that. I uh, fair sure enough. I same. I'm having I've this always, mental picture, but have, I might just have been thinking of reading a blurb of something because this was also new internet back then, of like something about Snoop being on the album and then just a picture of him playing somewhere 
and then I was, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But people always forget that, and I always had, I, I explain that to a lot because now people are way more receptive to even talking about ICP. Right. You know, like in like a, a way that like even mildly respectful. And when you tell them the length of artists that they've fucking worked with, dude, you're like, yeah, they literally worked with Wu Tang Clan and Snoop Dogg in the '90s. You know what I mean? Like, what? It wasn't like they did it at the tail end of their career. These people were making the hottest albums in hip hop at the time. And t- not to mention, know, like, not for nothing, and making they did. Songs well, too, no, and like, I gotta tell you, it really amazes me that fucking bitches is one of the dopest ICP tracks ever. That beat is fucking immaculate. But uh, you read behind the paint, bro. They felt like they got burned by this oh, motherfucker. We, we gotta save that for that album. But I, I yeah, I'm just it, saying. And it's funny because somebody recently, like I was talking about ICP, so they looked up that song because they probably didn't believe me when I said that, like, you know, ODB. It is a little I, hard to believe. Worked with ICP. But it also, it's also hard time, to believe that the last place that, I, that ODB ever played a show was Steamboat Springs, Colorado. But that's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true. <laughs> it's uh yeah what a, what a crazy fucking album and those kind of major uh, collaborations started with this album obviously Slash Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols oh Steve Jones was uh, he that's collaborated on this that's who did the guitar for Piggy Pie I'm oh interesting sure. okay and I always assumed that Slash was the one that laid all the riffs down no he just did Hall's Illusions I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive yeah and then Steve Jones on Piggy Pie and I'm Oh yeah, the George Clinton shit, but then it got removed from That's, the album. Oh, is the, okay. So listen, so I'm not fucking crazy because every time I've ever listened to that, I was like, no, that's Jay. Like no, that that's sounds definitely like because it was the same thing as it was a Carnival of Conics situation where George Clinton was saying it like fucked up or offbeat in some kind of way where they were like, yeah, we can't even work, we can't even work with this. You know, which also shows you how analog it was at the time. I was about know, to say like, that where. But that's one of the things now where we, you could just move shit. It's way easier to do things like that. Have you ever recorded? Because when Once. we fir- yeah, when we first, one time on analog. When we first My started, we all threw down for an eight-track mixer that was digital, where each track had like. Oh well, so, so low key and I, we went in on one of those, if I recall correctly, and then he may have actually bought me out, so to speak. Where he paid yeah. me the other half. I got half bought of it. out too. I just went somewhere, you know. Well, but, but, well, you no. Know. But my point here was that I remember that specifically that we got this piece of equipment. That was what we recorded a lot of these early tracks on. A lot of his. Yeah, early there wasn't even a computer when we were recording. So That's what I was gonna like, say. Yeah, I don't was, think there was. It I'm wasn't. Pretty, yeah, we're old. Uh, yeah. Like well, no, but so listen. The, but here's the other thing. And that <laughs> sound was so rich. That, like, as long as we're talking about it. If you've ever, you know. No, what I was about to say. So place called. Cybertechnics in Dayton, Ohio. I remember I was out there with the homie, uh, who I won't bother to name just in case, whatever. But just in case, yeah, you never know. But so we're out there to like party with some heads. I remember going out there, ta- having like I wasn't going out there for this reason specifically. But me and him were going out there together, and this one chick that we had been talking to, she had been talking to me like she, you know, was into it or whatever. But it just kind of like I can't remember how it happened, but it just sort of really didn't go down that way. It, you know, she ended up really not being into it. I also might have been too pushy. I was very pushy back then. But fucking, 
I ended up staying out there for a few extra days. I can't even remember exactly why, but like hooking up my fucking PlayStation to this terrible motel TV playing Kingdom Hearts for the first time. And oh, this motel that when we went to check in, they were fucking removing a body from one of the rooms. Um, and then I bought, I remember this specifically, I went and bought right down the road from where I was staying was like a gas station and it was like a smoke shop. And I bought a little fucking plastic bong, you know, like the with the circular fucking middle. Like the graphics. It, not even a graphics, but just like, you know, the, the typical fucking bong. bong. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. And they had flavor drops. Flavor your weed. Yo, I yes. remember that. And I, I, that's how I know I'm old. Like, I try to talk about that at the dispensary, and people forget about that shit. Because they like, have terpenes how, now. They're that's spoiled. How, that's how there's always been terpenes. But the, no, like, I, what I, you know what I mean. I, like, now, the, the, now the weed terpenes. is good. Now the weed is good. The, okay. You don't need that's, to. You, 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 that's actually a better yeah, point. Yeah, like, you don't need to fucking. But you know what's funny? We're going to get in the weeds here. No pun intended. But, like, now they have terpene in you told me weed, which is basically a bougie, <laughs> weed, slowly flavored young weed. Inf- it's weed-infused weed. Yeah, but it, it but it, it, what it is is no, I know. It's, I... it's bougie flavor your weed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. it's not actual weed. It's botanical terps. No, it, no, I, no. Again, we we have definitely talked about that shit about was this. like corn syrup. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, a thousand percent. That shit was I'm pretty sure. Fingers, it, yeah, it was like, like blueberry, blue or strawberry, whatever the fuck it was. Blue raspberry was. Oh my the god. Best one. Whatever fucking. Oh, oh my that's lord. So funny. No, but so yeah, I we wrote. We probably have cancer because of that. You might be right. I wrote. Uh, my saving grace, which is a song that a lot of people. Uh, oh yeah, that's on Absence of Sanity. Correct. Yeah. And so recorded it at this place, Cybertechnics. I wrote it sitting out there, just thinking I needed a song that was like meaningful. Yeah. And that was I was just like you know just be yourself, do your best. You know? But so the place that we recorded at, it was you know like the guy was just the fucking typical. Bald with a ponytail. He was Chuck Mello. He was your Chuck Mello. <laughs> I suppose so. But, so number one, I had been working with other, the last place that I was at, Slap Studios in Philly, where I did like a class time R&B, my victim and whatnot. Um, they had a digital setup, so they could loop my beat, no problem. This guy was on reels, and I was like, I need you to loop my beat, and he almost looked at me kind of like fucking... <laughs> I mean, yeah, all right, I can make it happen. I just, he's like, he was nonplussed. Like, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. But one thing that was actually funny, and this was actually a major learning moment for me, because again, Dayton, Ohio, um, some dude came around, and he needed, like, to use the phone or something like that. And I was like, and I'm just a fucking 19-year-old idiot. Like, oh, yeah, sure, come on in. And then we brought him in, and the dude, I think he used the phone, and then he immediately left. And then as soon as the guy left, the dude that was running the studios, and he wasn't mad, but he was like, hey, listen, man, so, you know, I'm not mad, but, like, you can't, let, like, let people come in here. I was like, wait, really? What do you mean? Like, it's, it's dangerous around here, man. I have a gun in the back. Like, it was, and again, I just didn't think of it. I'm a 19-year-old asshole out fucking recording songs. I don't know that much about the Everyone's world. Everyone's my friend. Come on He in. fucking drove me back to my hotel in his Geo Metro fucking... It was just, but it was such an experience and recording reel to reel, it was a very different thing, but it does have this much more rich sound yes. that I don't, th- that, I mean, I guarantee that there are still famous artists that in the most sophisticated way possible are still recording analog. For sure. I would say definitely. I would say most major albums. Yeah. Like, is that, 
And then it's funny, then they then it gets compressed all the way down so it can be streamed all across the all across the world. But yeah, this album it was definitely in the, the era of like starting to not overproduce but get that saturated sound no and true that's also i think why it separates it and like resonated with the country so much because it was not only unique this like brand brand new fresh concept clowns rapping fucking over guitar riffs and all this shit but it also was presented in like the best fucking sonic format like possible everybody loved this album dude yeah, well, not, and you want to know, know what? No, like, true indeed. You can't, because you want to know what, especially back then, you can't sell a million records without having a sound, at least not as quickly as they, because I'm pretty sure it did happen relatively quickly at the time. But, because they fucking, it really did, that album was just meteoric. Where, and again, we talked about this before, where, and I personally think this is a fucking really good analogy, but... Uh, Carnival Carnage was the ignition. Uh, Ringmaster was the takeoff. Uh, Riddlebox is where they left orbit, and then Malenko is where they uh, entered orbit uh, around the planet, where they will remain forever as a satellite of uh, Earth. Uh, yeah, fuck off. I think that's clever. I don't give a fuck. And I do have to still figure out what Mission 5 and control. 6 would be. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I need to figure out what 5 and 6 are. Maybe they build a space station and then a laser. But, no, you want to know like what... this is the album... Well, not here, but... They but got, if they got launched in, this is the album that blocked out the sun. And the whole Earth looked up. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay, see, I like that. that? That's so much that? better than what I fucking said. I'm Sorry, an I got you back. I got you back. Nah, you're not bad. Yeah. You want to know what? I will say... That I and I swear Couldn't to God, deny him at this point, bro. You know, I was just upstairs listening to the shit, and because of TikTok, I'm fucking singing Hocus Pocus, and then Orion is singing along. Like he wasn't straight on, but he like knew the words. Yeah, uh. and. That was, and he said, I haven't listened to that song in forever. That's so awesome. First of all, what the fuck do you mean you haven't listened to that song in forever? What the fuck does that even mean? This young, but, this young Gen Z kid. Suggalos. I was giving him a ride home. Hip hop head, hardcore. Word. Trying to be a rapper. Word. Oh, okay. And, uh, all right. I, I, um, I, I was listening to Malenko. And it, it was Hocus Pocus, actually, because it was the line, like, can't get the fuck with it, forget it. I'll rip your face off and wipe my ass with it. And this kid laughed, like, got laughing. And it's funny which line, because every... I see oh, yeah, it just yogi. resonates for different There's reasons, There's one for man. everybody. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, that one was for him, you know, and I was just like... He, like he got it like why i'm obsessed with this shit because it's so funny and it slaps you know what i mean like you kidding bro me? like this is the point and also that... bringing in the other women on the album too is what separates it too because there's two different women that do like the, the chorus and hocus pocus okay right right and then also in um uh ned and game right I mean? okay prior to that it was all just kind of like them like girlfriends and shit. Yeah, but it wasn't like professional. No, exactly. Like, you know, like exactly. you can tell. You can always oh, yeah. tell. Oh yeah. You know. Oh um, well, yeah. Like the chicks doing the fucking skits for uh, Carnival of Carnage. Yeah. And then I sucked his dick. <laughs> but that's what makes it so. That's what makes that so good because it was so real. You know what I mean? Oh man. But 
if, no, you had that, if you had that girl in the studio trying to do the netting game, no, then no. it would have been like, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you no, that would have been fucking like, uh, yeah, like exactly. That. No, but you want to know what? Listen, I think that Malenko had just this. It's also an album where they were able to get, like, I don't know if political is the right word because. Uh, Hallelujah was po- Hallelujah is super political. Oh but, yeah, because don't get Jekyll Brothers. They got real political. But they've been political. Uh, since no, 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 no. Yeah, listen, I mean, we. Oh no, we've had that conversation. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I was saying they were able to like get political in a more roundabout and whimsical way. Whereas I feel like leading up to that, Riddlebox was also more in that it was direction. Way more metaphor than right, right on the nose, like "fuck your rebel flag." Instead, it's like his three little pigs, and we'll talk about like no, know, true you indeed. Know, like, oh yeah, absolutely. And so that was and another that's probably thing about because it. of producers, because they, you know, they. they everyone, Bro, I'm we glad also that forget. You... We also forget that like. Hella underground and all that, but we also know real like underground artists that have not had that kind of influence. Like this album was heavily influenced by oh, the listen, production. Brother, like I wanted to say, because as I was listening to this album earlier, I will always prefer the original Piggy Pie. The original Piggy Pie is so much fucking better than the one that's on the album. One of the the one that's on the album is good, but. Shaggy's verse on the other one is so much fucking better, but guaranteed they fucking changed it because they were like, listen, we're killing a judge. Exa- no, like, yeah, well, no, but so here's the problem. Yes, they killed the judge in the second one, and technically, well, no, so yeah, in the second one, yes, they killed the judge, but in the first one, in the fucking, uh, the, no, in the second one, technically in the first one too, because he says he's the sheriff something, they're killing cops. Oh yeah, they called up Dunkin' Donuts, the restaurant to lunch. Pack full of Juggalos, lights out, and we creep to the piggy station and lay on the horn. Oh, first piggy, how we blow his lungs out his uniform. uniform. Yeah. Now they in pursuit like Starsky and Hutch, but it's only two of them. The rest are out to the lunch. lunch. They call, call the Dunkin' Donuts, Donuts to gather up the rest. Twenty-five piggies in a bulletproof vest. We lead them on a chase. They busting off rounds, but, but now, now they're they all fucked because we at the, the county grounds. Ah, oh, the county grounds. How about that? Getting swallowed by their very own greed. Dark carnival and wicked clowns. clowns. Cause we need three little piggies. And here's Fucking the thing. Ugh. The wicked clowns were subdued by the mighty mouse. Nah, like, you wanna know what? I have to wonder. Said, they put said it to, I think, and they re-recorded the songs. But they kept it and still ended up releasing it. And I say that whether or not it was the mouse, I think that it was probably more. Because put it to you like this. I'm just they, being hyperbolic. I know. Was, I know. No, but you're, you're not letting me get there. What I'm saying is. I think that it was more because if you remember in the book, they had a really good rep- they had a really good relationship with that fucking uh, producer, with the dude that was the, the liaison in Hollywood. And I I genuinely think that that guy probably had a good argument of just like, listen, man, I think this shit's great, but unfortunately, it was already bad enough when you had black guys talking about killing cops. White dudes in clown paint talking about killing cops is not gonna is not gonna fly. And but this is what I'm saying is that he still did it in a way where they could still put the song on the album because, again, they kept it and eventually would still release it, but they did it in this way where... They, I really don't feel like they compromised their morals at all either, because especially no, he talks about they, having to do that, like call it a bucket. But I always used to think that was cool. Like I didn't even really know for a while, like what was he talking about? And then eventually, like fucking, we've talked about this before, where 
together. Like you hear you the words, but things. you don't necessarily yeah, know what they mean. Yeah. But obviously, as time goes, they have buckets now. Yeah. You know, pretty, pretty obvious. But I still. But and here's the funny thing, because the fucking the album version I still like. It is still good, even to say. Uh, Pulled his fucking tongue out the back of his cranium as opposed to blew his fucking tongue out the back of his cranium. I would, one I could argue that pole is yeah, way more would, graphic. Yeah, no, exactly. You would think, but a, it's all because it's a, cartoonish. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Because yeah. that was, I think, something that they did with this album where they realized that they could do things cartoonishly. Yeah, if it's if it's they're if working with the mouse. If we're killing pigs, in cartoons. It's like, okay. I'm a clown killing a pig. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's. I will also say when we always when we're talking about sonically with this album. The, the sound effects of all the different like when you know Slaughter and the Pig oh, and shit crazy and, and I love the music on with it too it's like oh no I know right every bro the beats on this album are fucking in the skits man are the bro, funniest uh, of no, all time not even just the funniest hands down the funniest skits not even did. well so I don't know I like I, I guess I, I, honestly I wouldn't up, say man. the funniest but if I would say we had to have top 5 ICP skits oh, Suicide no, Hotline is Probably. Okay, if well, it's so not no. Number one, it's number two. Okay, no, fair enough. I mean, well, this but the whole thing throughout the album. Fair you know, enough. Like... But what I was going to say was whether or not we're talking about um, funniest, if we're talking about most relevant and most important for the shit that ICP represents and what they were trying to fucking tell people about, like the way that people are, because this was in 97. Yeah. Dog, I, I peels be- caps. All, All day, day long, long motherfucker. motherfucker. And that, yeah, bro, I don't want to do the whole thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But just, yeah, I come. Oh, I got yearbook. Like, bro, everybody has known somebody like that now. Oh, Like, yo, if you've ever spent now, any time. I, I remember the, the kid. In, of course, that's what I mean. Fun, that's still funny, a fucking. And the funniest thing is being like a white trash kind of motherfucker that I am like. The circle of deviant kids I grew up with, like the kid who ended up getting super into hip hop and like Biggie and Tupac specifically, because like they died and then he got super into it. You know what I mean? And then I got into ICP. Right, right. We both were into like Grease and like musicals and shit. No, same. And then like (laughs) it was funny because he went like I feel like ICP. A lot of people. I used to, practice, I used to practice uh, drums to rent. So a lot of people who had musical background naturally went towards. Uh, I think because ICP is very theatrical and shit like that. And it was just funny because like he was the peeling caps, like the wannabe white suburban gangster. Like because then all of a sudden a summer Bro. goes by and he is like fucking. Was sagging the pants, the whole, the whole look, dude. It was now, it was Man and Mitt's most wanted, dude. You know what I no, mean? No, and you like, want to know what, bro? I think that it was a thing the, where I remember I, a time where if you were a white dude that liked rap, you just wanted to be black. Yeah, straight up. And then they made a funny ass movie called White Boys, an independent movie called White Boys that came out. I think out I remember like, that one, but like I remember 99. Malibu's Most Wanted. Malibu's Most Wanted. I wanted to be a white rapper, so everybody always used to fuck, of fuck with me. Of course, be red and his yes, bitch. of course. But the guy, the move, the indie movie that came out prior to that uh, was called White Boys, and it was in like '99, I think, and it was about this kid who was like the son of a of a farmer in like Iowa, or whatever, and he wanted to be a rapper and whatever. 
But uh, yeah, they definitely embodied that and called it out, and they knew that that was a good portion of the people that were buying tickets to their shows now, and they hated oh, yeah. them, you know, like, and that's why Jay's smashing people with microphones oh, yeah. on this tour. Oh yeah. It's like now the. I now, remember reading that, and I was just uh, like, a fucking microphone stand on somebody's head. Yeah, that's like die, bro. You might as well just smash one in the head, someone in the head with a with a fifteen pound weight. You know what I mean? Well, how much do you think Mike Stan weighs? Like five, ten pounds? No, that? Oh no, ten, that's ten. Ten, at least. probably ten pounds. And that's yeah. also probably smaller than the one that they have. No, a stage microphone. I think. Oh and yeah, no, that would be because things are way more lightweight and cheaper now. Back oh, then, yeah. it was probably fucking at least like fifteen Big pounds. Fans. You know? Oh my goodness. Hey, you want to know what, man? The so much about this album created like bro you want to talk about what got me into icp i remember looking at the fucking liner notes and looking at the pyramids and all oh, the things I know, and yeah. my boy telling me that like there's supposedly like a hidden message that's what he heard yeah. wherever the fuck he heard that from <laughs> whether he fucking heard that in a magazine or on tv or from some other fucking juggalo that he knew and then fucking i like yeah, I actually the pyramids along with that specific sample. Oh, and the and the the, the shrunken heads in the like just all, all that weird shit in there where you're just like, what the fuck are these clowns doing around pyramids? No. What the fuck does a clown know about a pyramid? What's going on here? It made me and most people look up like some Wiccan yeah. shit and some magic because like, I was you always to, into like, like UFOs and cryptids and weird shit when I was young. Like that, so. Yeah. Seeing shit like that in some music where it's like, wait, these guys are rappers and like Boogie Woogie Woo, when I was like 12, 13 years old, was a little creepy. Yeah. I was a little bit like, I didn't believe in the Boogeyman, but you know, you hear about shit with somebody creeping your fucking house and shit. Like, I thought truly that not Boogie Woogie Woo, but we talked about it on Ringmaster um, and another, did we, have we talked about Forgotten Freshness? Or? No, not yet. All right. Well, Mental Wolf. We haven't talked that, about Mental War. Yeah, that's the one for me that, like... Oh, yeah, no, that song is super fucked up. It's channeling something from, like, another space, and, like... Just what he says, sitting in my stomach. Like, yeah. literally, what do you need to... That's such a fucking... Just one line. Sitting in my stomach. Yeah. From the beginning, staring at the ceiling. The, the ceiling roof has, has a, fa- a face. The roof has a face. And I, I don't belong dude, with I've race. had... I don't know if you have these problems, but I have had sometimes where I see faces in Things, yes. And, and so that, like, when you have mental health problems, that's the I've kind never, of shit that, I, like, like twists, it, it twists in your brain. Oh, it, bro, it, it just reminds you want to hear some like, crazy shit? Know, like, I swear on my life I haven't thought about this until this moment. Fucking, I bought some weed from a dude in Denver, and I went and read a book in the Denver library that you have to get special permission to read. They didn't make me wear gloves. It's called The Doctrine of Devils. Because I just went in the fucking library and typed in evil. And that was a book that came up. It was from like the 1500s, 1600s. And I can't remember what it was about. I remember looking it up. It's nothing like super crazy, but... Probably something a Christian wrote about how to I talk, smoked, torture women properly. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, name yeah, of God. fucking be. <laughs> I just remember I smoked some weed that I bought from a dude in the park. And it well may have been laced. And I just remember going and laying in the fucking park and thinking that there were fucking, like... I don't know, gods, demons, whatever, looking at me from the fucking clouds. Yeah. Like, that shit was wild. And I, like, ICP does this thing with imagery where the way that they create a world, they like, it's world building is what it is. It is and yeah. to make this environment where, like, House of Horrors is a silly song, 
but it's effective. You know what I mean? By oh, that yeah. last bit, honey. <laughs> I know, sweetie. Come on. Like, it was just, and especially that song really exhibits their ability to like. I love how they do unconventional shit. I'm so scary. They call me Joey Terrifying. Did you know that? Yeah, no, you didn't. I was lying. That's, such, that's like a fucking... Nobody, I represent you, Igor's. <laughs> I don't even... What does he even say? I'm yelling Ink Town. I'm yelling Ink Town. Coming okay. Out of I'm coming out of Southwest. Ink, All right. Ink Town is the Ink Town posse. Remember on, like, uh, Beverly Kills? Uh, okay, yes. Like, All right. Uh, oh... Uh, well, you know, Violent J is kind of wicked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, that's Inktown Posse. Right, gotcha. Yeah, so. I, you, know, you know how I am. Some things I'm deadlocked on, and there's other Bro, things I, I'm like... I ha- I've had to rap the shit and listen to it a million years, and then only a few years ago did, did have these words, like, meant... meant and no, I, like, I know, right? I've been saying them, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, Inktown. That's like the cliff, probably. Like I said, there's so much shit within ICP. Because they don't spell out everything. No, exactly. That's my point. There's so much where they didn't give you the lyrics. Yeah. So you just had to assume what they were saying. Yeah. But Malenko really was one of the best albums, in my opinion. Full stop. Like, if I... First of all, especially because it was the album that brought me in. But if I had to make a top three of all albums, Malenko's in there... I don't know if it's number one or number two, but because I I think I've told you this that Mighty Death Pop might be my favorite ICP album. Might be. Wow. It's I know. Then especially for the way that I felt before, that is kind of crazy. But it's just that again, they like they peaked again in a way of like they, they, his ability to fucking ride with trends and see what's coming and see what's happening and actually like roll with it in a way where stylistically you still remain relevant I told you my kids were telling me how fucking clown drip is catchy that's their most recent shit yeah like it's wild and especially I will also say I know a lot of people hate on ICP for the fact that ICP sold four different colors of uh, the great Malenko but you want to know what when I was a kid everybody wanted to talk about what color they had and I don't even know that I met somebody that had a gold Malenko you know what I mean? Like, not gonna lie, people. I always had the red, and I yeah, th- I will also say I feel like red became the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably the most popular. Uh, and then seeing some purple, or maybe green. I take it back. Yeah, no green. Yeah, you're right. Probably green is the most second yeah. popular. But I just my copy was a dubbed tape. I can't remember the first Malenko. I'm pretty sure the first Malenko I got was a CD. Because that was, I could be wrong here, but for the time, I think they were trying to sell more CDs specifically because it either might have been cheaper to make them or whatever the fuck it was. But I really do think that my first Malenko was a CD. I remember that pretty specifically. Mine was a dub tape. Especially if they had, well, no, they could have sold. You know what's crazy? The kid that was a skater kid, shout out to Matt Machette, he. Turns out that he was friends with Wayne. It comes out years and years I can years believe that. later. That but happens. he brought Great Malenko to my house, and I remember hearing it with this skater kid bringing it over, and how many times playing. And everybody liked it, but they didn't really like. It didn't hit him the way it hit me. And my brother liked, like everybody liked, like the 
Madden fucking game and shit, you know, like right, all, all the funny shit. So he dubbed the the tape. Right, right. And then I stole it from him and fell in love with oh, it. Oh, nice. You know, like, no, bro, you want to know what? That's a fucking, that's a fantastic story. Fucking. So I didn't have like a bot copy. I had a, I had a fucking. No, true. I don't even remember like, exactly where I got it. I probably got it from the fucking homie. Like yeah. he was, uh, like he lent it to me or he dubbed it for me. Yeah. But. I just remember, I like, because again, just the ability to build this environment that you, that like exists in your mind, where you're just. Again, there was a time where, and anybody that's a fucking juggalo that's been a juggalo for long enough, if they say that they didn't feel this way, they're fucking lying. Is there was a time where you just, I, I've even said this before, like, oh shit, like, what kind of fucking wicked ritual is Jay up to right now? I know. Like that's what I that's what we all thought. I, for a time. For it at least like, a time. What kind of black magic fucking Original Six. Shit Have I told you the story of uh, And they the... they totally rode that line with the first Doc Lotus album and shit. Like Bro, that. speaking like, of like, fucking that's literally what I was what I was about to say. Have I told you the story? It seemed like the culmination of and then he almost <laughs> hold on what you said. I was gonna say the amount of people that were ready to, for it to turn into a suicide cult was alarming. Speed, bro, fucking have I have I told you the story? Because I feel like I've told it. I've told the story before. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but of the uh, first Dark Lotus show that I ever went to in New York. So it was ABK. It was Blaze and ABK was with him. Twisted and ICP. That was the best one. No, bro, but not even just back then, but back to back. This is what happened. So, Blaze came out with ABK, and they were just flagged up. Just bandanas on. And actually, I got to meet ABK in a shoe store uh, before the fucking, because somebody said they recognized him, so he ran up. He was actually pretty cool. And so, tell a different story about this show in a bit, but so fucking... Blaze just plays in front of the curtain. It's not like it's just him and ABK just rap. It was dope. I remember it being good. And I also remember being able to get right up to the fucking front. It wasn't, you know, it was packed, but it wasn't so packed that I couldn't get up there. Then Twisted starts, and they've got this crazy fucking backdrop. I think they had some weird pyramid shit. They had Michael Myers and Jason like they always Force, used to. Yeah. And, or they probably still do. And fucking, so they're doing all their shit. And then suddenly you see Shaggy moonwalk out in a red fucking mullet wig and they're doing spin the bottle. And like, no, they just twisted sets going, goes right into ICP. It was so fucking good. And then like literally go straight from twisted out of nowhere to shit. Suddenly they're throwing Fago at us. It didn't stop. It went from twisted set to now they're doing spin the bottle and twisted set and now suddenly they're throwing Fago at us. Oh shit, ICP started. Like, that was uh, uh, immaculate. Yeah, I remember and, seeing uh, at a Fright Fest they did similar shit like that. But, so, case in point, after ICP set, which was, and I they ended with Pass Me By because that was always the way back then. And so, they fucking showed at the very end of the set, they showed the silhouette of the record what would become the race we didn't know that then and after that the floor lights went on and you know how it is with an ICP show 
there's fucking Fago all over the floor. It's not like these places have fucking drains and shit. It's like on the floor floor. It's like it can be, especially back then when they were going fucking crazy. Over yeah, you have your ankles. And I just remember walking around. It's just misty and fucking weird. And I'm looking like, are we about to fucking die? Like, what's going on here? And then the lights drop and Lotus play. And I'm pretty sure they started with Swarm. It was weird because ABK was like hyping for him. Because he was just off to the side. They were all in their masks, but ABK yeah, was Curly just Curly Joe's bandana. not allowed. They're just like, yeah. No, but he was on stage with them. He was still performing shit. He didn't do any verses. Yeah. But Mars wasn't with him anymore by that point. Or at least he wasn't there at the time. So, no, they must have been down with Mars at the time still because they still went on the Bizarre Bizarre tour together. And it was after that that they weren't cool. Anyway, fucking... It was just... That set was something like... At the very end, just screaming. I've seen somebody post about this today. Just screaming. Lotus! From fucking Juggalo Fit. Just over and over again for at least two or three minutes. And, like, every time he fucking says it, just, it's just louder and louder. And then pulls his fucking mask off, the ones with the fucking white, red-looking thing, the yeah. cross faces. Grabs it and throws it into the crowd. No paint on his face. And back then, that wasn't some shit he was doing. Yeah. And again, it was like a religious experience, bro. Like, it's the the fervor that you're able to create when there's just this community of people that all have locked in on this one thing. And Malenko, realistically, that was what fucking connected many of the people that would have been, that would have been there for that. Because you had Malenko... Then Jekyll Brothers, then Bizarre, then that. And, like, it was just... Or, wait, no, I guess I'm wrong then from what I just said because they did Bizarre and then they did Hatchet Rising, so they wouldn't have been cool with Mars by then. That timeline was fucked up. But it really was just... Because at that moment, Dark Lotus really... And it's a shame because when Dark Lotus was broken, the family was fucking splintered. Call it what you want to call it. Be on whatever fucking side you want to be on. I don't care. But the the Juggalo family was definitely fucking fractured when Twisted left. And not even just when Twisted left, but I, like, it's weird as far as not doing the march where in my, in, for my own situation, where I was not, to, not able to make it. It's like, my children were much younger you know, I wasn't in it. I was married. It was a different situation where I just couldn't fucking take off like that. But I also, at the time, was not as interested. But my thing is, with Twisted specifically, when you know what you represent to this culture, in this one moment, if you really can't suck it up for a day, like, I, th I as time has gone by, my feelings have changed about that. Like, that's kind of my point. But... It's just because Malenko was this moment because Twisted was there for it. They were in the fucking backseat of the car in the fucking video. Like, that was back when fucking nobody knew who they were. And that was, I don't even think I found out about Twisted until, like, probably after um, Jekyll. Definitely. Like, I didn't stop listening to Twisted until fucking Green Book, dude. 
I did not give them a chance. Like fair at all enough. For a long I time. was the well. So here's the like, thing. I, I for me, they seemed like such a force to me. Like I was just like, who is this fucking hybrid fucking ICP? Honestly, like, bro, it, they just didn't click with me. You know, I know, what I, I mean? get and, it, but and this is what and I'm I saying. I started smoking weed all the time, and then yeah, that'll my help. homie, who's a hardcore juggalo, Tazi. He was like, I don't know how you don't like Twisted because the only thing I had known them through is uh, like Echo Side and fucking oh, okay. the, what they had featured on ICP albums. Oh, interesting. And, you know what okay. I mean? And then uh, what on uh, Bizarre? Somebody, well, you know well that's I mean? a dope track, like, but. It is dope, but it's not, that's not a good represent, that's not most tasteless. That's ah, not well, fucking, you're right, but I, I don't know. I always. I, most tasteless I have this show, memory. But once I actually of, heard the albums, I was like, holy shit. I might not have been that animated, but for the sake of argument or uh, entertainment anyway, we'll say that I was. That, because you know me, I'll be listening to shit and I'll just, you know, rap the lyrics out. And I remember being in uh, Steamboat, Steamboat Springs, you know, again, on vacation with my family and fucking listening to what and being out somewhere. And then just doing that line, looking at somebody, being like, I walk around begging for change. And kill motherfuckers who look at me strange. My thing about Twisted, quite frankly, was that when I first found them, they were more flowy. And they were more, like, traditional hip-hop. Yeah. And it gave me an in. Because I loved ICP. But I was starting to hang with people that were only into actual rap music. And so at that point, you try to play a fucking, like, a, like a hood dude, you try to play him fucking the Great Malenko, he's probably going to be like, what kind of weird white boy shit is this? Yeah, they really... There are good tracks, don't get me wrong. Obviously, how you know how we feel about it, but to a traditional hip-hop head, I don't think that right off the bat, the the intro, uh, the song, you know, Great Malenko, <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's already going to set most people off. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, Vicky said Do these guys rap or what's going on? What the fuck is it? He's like, they laugh so much. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they're clowns. Let me tell you something. Rapping on... That rapping on. Laughing on beat is not easy. Yeah. I can do it. I. It's up to everybody else whether or not I do it well. But yeah, no, rapping on beat, it's a breath thing where you have to, like, push it out in the... <laughs> like, I'm just that Zitro dude. Is that how you say his name? Yes, uh, may I believe so. Uh, he had like a laugh-driven song. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear it. I know you told me about. It. You know, you've mentioned it on the other. Listen, bro. I hate to say it. That, well, no, I don't hate to say anything. Fucking, I like from what I've seen of him, he is like he's very theatrical. No, so yeah. that's why yeah. some of the, like, no, when he hey, was performing with Tierra, I mean, it just made me think of that, that laughing song, <laughs> laughing on beat, because he could laugh on beat like a monster. Well, again, bro, I'm telling you, it's it, it takes skill. It's not easy to do. No, hey. Especially, yeah. I'm at doing it live, like, you have to have really good breath control for that. And, well, no, because I just seen something he said on Facebook recently, and so I don't know how much you know, you pay attention to certain subcultures of rap nowadays. I don't necessarily even pay attention to it, but. Motown Rage, mm-hmm. lead singer. So son's a rapper named Baby Trump, and Baby Trump played the gathering. I can't remember if he got booed or if he just didn't pan out. But he's like straight famous, like actually like no shit. And but so here's the thing, he's not horrible. 
his lyrics are really, really, really complex and crazy and weird. But it's like barely on beat. And apparently that's this new Detroit style. Because I saw a like compilation video of a bunch of different dudes from Detroit. And all of them are like that, like where the bars are like there's they're like there's substance to it, but it's just like the fucking it's weirdly offbeat. I could probably vibe with that. You know I like shit like that. No, true indeed. And listen, obviously if the shit is making you know, it's it's fucking, you know, making an impact if a lot of people are into it. But he was saying something about like if you don't know the words to your video, if you don't know the words to your songs, don't make a video for it. Which, depending on what he's talking about, that is a reasonable argument. You know what I mean? That's a very good argument. If you don't know, if you don't know the lyrics to your own song, like you just recorded it one time, you don't know it that well. Maybe don't fucking try to lip sync a music you know video I mean? too without that, knowing it. That seems like a bad idea. But I've so, seen, I was in a music video with uh, somebody who didn't know their verse. Uh, it was mad funny, honestly, because he kept on. That actually is just kept doing goddamn funny hand gestures because it was an audio thing. So he just kept doing different hand gestures and then like. Just like, rap like, hands. Just fucking, yeah, rap hands and then, like, <laughs> muttering shit, like... No, I... Just for I, the bad I guy can... video. You remember the bad guy video? It was money, one of Money's videos. It was, no, like, a 12 minute long fucking song. I thought that that was Slave Cage. No, that's not... No, that was, was mad long. Oh, all right. I mean, it's, like, a five minute... That's just, like, a four or five minute long song. This song, I'm saying, is, like, ten minutes long or something. It's a posse track with fucking... Everybody besides you, I feel like. <laughs> uh, the good old posse cut. I am not a fucking fan of the posse cut. I, I actually found a. Uh, I found know, a no. Listen, good. I found it has a, to be. Here's the thing. It I has found to a good. Be, it has to be very good rappers, or else it gets fucked. That's true. I think that fast. you also need to have the stems to the beat so you can switch it up. Yeah. But also, the I found last a, one I heard was that Juggalo Sypho that had Cage and Esham and Ouija Mac on it. And that was pretty dope because one. it was such a different amount of style. You hear what I just said? KG Sham and Luigi yeah. Mac. That was crazy. Like that, yeah, the, and, I they, agree. and they did switch up the beat to it. But uh, yeah, for the most part, those tracks are kind of. It's actually kind of crazy because ICP's six degrees of separation to the rest of the music industry is like fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I just. Hold on, I gotta go. I'll be right back. No, go right ahead. Yeah, but honestly, man, this album, you can't... It's so funny who people who left the fan base uh, after the rape because of the unveiling or whatever, because this album specifically really top-to-bottom outlines, like, we believe in, in afterlife. You know what I mean? Like, and we don't like religion. So no, and you, you want to know, know what? Like, I think that it was the kind of thing where... They did it in a way where we were living in this, especially we're talking about 90s America. You couldn't be violent and righteous at the same time. Right. It was like, there's just, there was too much bad shit going on. And it was like trying to do it, it, trying to make music that was violent. It was like joining in this long tradition of speaking out against the establishment. And there was a lot of pushback to it for sure. You know, you can see them talking about that once fucking, uh, you know, Bizarre Bizarre comes around with buying the paint. But I think that 
ICP really, with Malenko, they solidified themselves as part of American culture in a way that just like, because again, they just picked up and ran with it. Where and you want to know what the the commercial I was talking about was something different. I didn't actually see Shockumentary when they put it on. Yeah, I didn't but that was off the VHS. a lot of people did though. Yeah, and that was one of those things where it created this. You and what, think about it. the whole idea there. It was like I remember Pantera put a video out for Cowboys from Hell. And my parents let me get that because they didn't know what to be on. Yeah, but and it wasn't nothing crazy. But it was actually a lot of like good shit. Where like I mean you know fucking kills and nuts and prick, but um. Like the fucking these, these early performances, other uh, metal vocalists coming on stage with Pantera and performing with them, like uh, the singer from a dude called, uh, from a band called Prong. I can't remember what the name of the uh, the singer was, but there was him on stage with them and like a bunch of like early shows of like you know playing Cemetery Gates and playing fucking uh, Probable Concrete Sledge and fucking just. You know, some of the videos, too. They had a video for Cemetery Games. And you get to watch, like, the fucking hits were, were many. Like, just looking at this shit, like, people probably got stomped to death in early pits like that. Like, holy shit. But it was just... With Shockumentary, it gives you the same thing. This, like, this look into the world of this fucking band that you would ne- otherwise never think of. And the whole thing is, is that it... Like, you know, people don't necessarily want to talk about this, but it helped. It's another one of the things. It's the Eminem effect. It helped make hip-hop accessible to white kids. Because white kids, like I said, if there was a time where you were listening to, where you were a white kid listening to black rappers like Tupac and Biggie and whatnot, you were just like, you know, like, yeah, wigger. Yeah. I heard that shit all the fucking time. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's funny where that's true, but it's also true that ICP was so gang deep in the fucking metal scene that they ended up fighting with Sharon Osbourne on Howard Stern. Yeah. So, like, and ICP really, it's just, again, they've fucking done every different wrestling. My boss, one of my, not my boss, my one of my managers today. Hey, is it, I, Violent J is doing fucking NWA wrestling. I was like, yeah, yeah, he is. And then I see it on Facebook, like, oh, yeah. He had fucking heart failure two years ago. No. What? Holy shit. Like, I really, and especially to think that that's not only true, but he was also, Bloody Sunday came out this year, didn't it? Yeah. And the Three-Headed Monster. And well, no, but they... Three-Headed Monster was more the resurgence of him getting back to where he was. Right, yeah. Bloody Sunday, he was not in a good place. Like... Not as far as I can, as far as I can tell. I'm not gonna claim like I know the man. Yeah. But it seemed from the outset, based on a lot of different things that were going on, that you know things weren't good. But again, especially come the gathering, like I really cannot stress enough how fucking great the two sets they put on were. Like just immaculate. And again, especially for the fact that it was passed me by that they ended with on the first Wicked Clowns from Outer Space, which again, that was just from what I was told, and it makes sense because why the fuck would you do Santa Claus is a fat bitch in the middle of the summer, but supposedly Wicked Clowns from Outer Space was a winter tour, and that's why they put Santa Claus is a fat bitch on it, 
and the set that they did was just the original set from the that they did while during that tour and like i said back then i really think i'm even trying to think like in bizarre around that era i think they started closing with crystal ball but like it was always past midnight that was always the for so many shows that I went to. But then I think, I wonder where, because I know they finished with Crystal Ball a couple of times. Like, which, and that was fucking. Yeah, I've never seen that. That would be the shit. Magic. But I'm trying to remember what show it was that I seen that, because I know I've seen it. I just don't know where it was. But. What's your favorite song from the album? From Malenko, I got to tell you that between, it was Boogie Woogie Woo for a long time. That was that was my favorite for a very long time. But I gotta tell you, it it really I think it's under the moon. And I say that because in listening to it again, just, oh the fucking laughs on the fucking in between. It's not even like not the hook. It's just the you know the in between moments where it's just like. And I heard somebody, maybe it was you, whoever it was, gave me such a fucking wild theory. What? For, like never thought about this shit ever every time I listened to that song I thought about the fact and not for nothing you could make the argument that this is, it's almost like misogynistic but always listened to that song and just assumed like oh her parents kept her away and she just was not about it and she wasn't into it and it, I swear to god it couldn't have been six months eight months ago Somebody was saying, like, I either read this or saw it, like, what, like, what if she killed herself? And that's why she didn't come back. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, the parents aren't going to go fucking visit this kid? Yeah. And just, I swear to God, it almost broke my brain. Where I was like, how the fuck have I never considered that? Yeah, I, I, I never have either. That, uh, right? That makes it a true right? story. Dude, you I'm know? saying. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, and I just... That song is so well made and it creates this world that is so palpable. There's this moment in the end when we were only 17, we'd be together till we died. Bro, that's like, that's heavy. Yeah. And it just, like, his ability to craft a fucking world is just unmatched. This is a part where, in the end, like a like a, like a little mini bridge almost. And That's all, what I was talking all about. All he's doing is going. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? And it's such a little thing, but it conveys the stress of if you've ever been there, waiting for anything, but particularly in heartbreak and shit like that. Like you can feel the light. That's how the light feels. Is that? Like that's how you can feel the no, bro, gravity no, no. makes a sound. What I'm telling you, you is know, that like, what I always notice during that bridge is not so much that, but the, the the laughs. Something about those laughs is just like. I have you ever seen Nightmare Alley? Yeah. Did okay. we see that together? Uh, I don't think so. Fair enough. I no, think I've I might seen have seen it. it. I think I might have seen it with Chris. But just fucking crazy, dude. Bro, no, oh, not only Christ, that I, I have no, but this is but, well, Christ. but this is my no. First of all, yes, that movie is fucking insane, and this is my point. That very, very, very last moment. <laughs> Sir, I was born. Yeah. And 
and then he laughs and cries. I, I, you, I don't want to say, I know you have had that. Moment. Yes. And me? it's fucking, yeah, not everybody has, man. And it's especially the lives that we've lived, dude. Like no, like like oscillating between laughing and crying is fucked up. It's not a fun feeling, or or it's not even that it's fun or not fun, but it's just like I used to have a line in some song. It was like I'm laughing and start to cry, I'm laughing and start to cry, I'm laughing and lashing out, shouting at the sky, because uh, I've done a lot. And that's a manic episode when you in your try. In my case, it was. I whether I, I, it could be described as an episode, but I feel like it was just kind of based on the nature of the situation. It was like trauma, kind of. Yeah. Like, it just it really is the kind of thing that just that's the whole reason why ICP exists. You know, that funny. you can go between the and like I said, it's funny that, that in that like here that 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 stress and again that fucking just hopelessness and that going back and forth of like. That's how, like, it's laughable how crazy this has become. There was, I've been going through it at work and going through changes well, on my psych meds and oh, all that shit. Like, and uh, one of my coworkers today was commenting on how the other day, she was like, you had this, because you were starting to act up and you had this smile that, like, was evil as fuck. And, like, and I was like, yeah. And, like, a lot of people identify with like the joker character the character of a, of a tragic clown and shit like that because you do some people are putting up this fucking 100 percent false thing for you for you so i can continue the conversation you know what i mean so when that breaks down it's horrifying because all of a sudden there's laughter but it's like not not the fun kind of laughter that's smiling but like not in a way to make you giggle you know what i mean like and uh that's oh yeah just the fucking just putting the face on so that fucking you can continue the social contract exactly and like but like a lot of people who have mental health problems and like layer their personality that mechanism gets broken somehow so like it fucking is portrayed in the most psychotic way and the way she made the face and i was like like just seeing someone else because i am so you know like it's becoming to that point where they're only talking about it a week later because they know that i'm more in a fucking calm space yeah, exactly. yeah, they comment don't, they don't, on it they don't you know? think that like, you're gonna come back with a fucking chainsaw exactly yeah you know and so like that's why i identify with this shit so much you know oh in, dude a thousand percent i mean i didn't that, like i didn't come from a world of like you know extreme trauma or dysfunction but i did come from a world of a certain amount of trauma and dysfunction and I think that, like, I really do think that is a big common thread for ICP generally, is that in some way, somehow, the world kind of fucked you up. Yeah. Like, in some way, the world let you down. A lot of people, they don't get let down well, by the world until they're adults, and then they can actually maintain it. Everybody but, who's you know, ICP or, is, you know, the parade of broken children. Exactly. Because everybody who's stuck around is very flawed, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then they found the community through fellow fellowship. I, you want to know what, man? I got to tell you, of, you I, know, really, like, I really think that any community that can come together on the basis of being 
somehow positive on diversity and mental illness where I was saying this the other day and this is a big thing where you know I've told you I want to start getting out on stage more often it, you know eventually I, you know, I want to actually try my hand at comedy and again I want to ride the Juggalo angle hard because I really do as soon as you say Juggalo and yeah we already had this you know we already had this discussion rave you know uh, raver fucking biker you know druggy whatever like that's what people assume is a, a redneck raver biker what you assume a what you assume a juggalo is gonna be but I really think that so many people like <laughs> can we just start a group called the redneck raver bikers I, we probably could and then we'll that's what we'll, then we'll get signed to psychopathic I don't know no I don't think we're gonna we're get signed to psychopathic we could get signed to something else but <laughs> psychopathic is done signing people like bro have you noticed the way that they just kind of don't like address things anymore <laughs> hoodoo's gone nobody yeah. said nothing about nothing it wasn't on the gathering this year he's not working with them anymore he's just kind of gone yeah and it just doesn't really come up I mean maybe it's been addressed we I haven't seen don't it, talk but about it basically what it seems to be and, and I, it's dude, like, honestly he's got flow man yeah i mean he definitely did have some tracks i a lot of the stuff that a lot of the hoodoo stuff i didn't love he's not like mind-blowing and that definitely you know never that, had shit was that's the, the kind of that, never had shit was a fucking crazy song bro like it, the the uh i remember the first track 10 years ago now the first like single that came out or whatever it was like Bitch gets, <laughs> bitch get weird. Uh, I'm about to get weird. I can't remember how the fuck it went, but I was like, this sounds like the coin. Like, but that was because I was 25, so I was starting to get a little older. Yeah. And like. Oh yeah. No. And, by and the time Hulu came in, most of us felt were the, You know, people felt the same way. You know, when Boondocks came in, or when you know, even when I was a kid, you know, like fucking twisted. I, you know, like. People just don't like change and shit, but but I, you know what? Voodoo I, seems like a real big no, force. Well, no, listen, you know, let me like, tell you something, bro. Are you really kidding me? I, personally, you know, like, I think that the way uh, that it broke down, it I ended hope up. I didn't get fucked though, because he seems like. No, no, true down, indeed. You know? But I feel like and with everybody gets in, fucked in lyrics. We're having a light. You know what I mean? Like. I think that it's a shame. I think that in Light's case specifically, it was more. Yeah. Because he did a song. Uh, with shot, Jay. Right? No, well, he did a song with Jay. Fucking six foot seven foot. We know about that. Yeah. And so after that, because Jay pretty clearly dissed Twisted in that song. Yeah. And with Light being on that track, and then eventually working with, if not Buckshot, but just people within that sphere, like there, you know, other like like I don't know about managerial, but like you know, other people in the scene would do shit. And I like. You know, Jay has become this person uh, that, as far as I can tell, that requires just unflinching loyalty. And it's understandable, but I will also say that, I, you know, it makes sense for the fact that over the course of his career and in his life, I would assume, he's had a lot of people kind of like just fucking... And again, this is a mentally ill people thing. Yeah. Where I just have I, people that fucking just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. You just like, gotta, can't. you know, it's funny because... You're into more into like you're into like Rogan and hearing about the comedy store and shit a lot now. And Jim Carrey described the comedy store as a beam, right? That like if you stepped into it and you had the skills, it would like ascend you to the stars. 
but if you could, if you didn't have what it would took, burn you, you would burn alive in it. Yeah. And I feel like that's the circle of psychopathic. Like if you, some people. Get oh, I like them, that. You know. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because they're both beacons of talent, but like it's fucking forged in fire, and you, you know, and oh like, yeah. Then, oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, so not everybody comes out unscathed, and people who aren't in in entertainment, and that's why I use, you know, comedy and you know music, like very similar, like uh, you know, steps you have to take to you know work your way up and rank and, and shit like that. And people do get burned, unfortunately. You know what I mean? And then other artists have worked with them and then made their own. Honestly, you know, as far like, as I can tell, Light is a super solid dude. He seems like a really good guy. I'm pretty sure he's a very involved father. And uh, Schizo, who I unfortunately haven't fucking talked to in forever. Shout out fucking Schizo. Fucking still love you, bro. Um, he worked super close with Light. And he was actually the one who, back when I was still talking to him, I had asked him about him. And he had said Light is super solid. Yeah, he so, seems like a cool dude. That's why. Uh, that's why. It su- that's why it sucks when these Let guys. Let me tell you, you something. Know, like, I I think it's actually sad because I don't know the dude personally, and I would be willing to bet that it's a semi sore topic. But I'm pretty sure dude is like a legit juggler. And so at that point, I can imagine it's probably not a great feeling of having been in that position, and then for whatever reason things don't work out because he does not seem to have any hate towards psychopathic whatsoever no because so, if you are a juggalo then you understand no like, well that that's kind of my point that whole parable that's what i I'm just saying. came up with if you're really hip to the shit then you know you're looking the devil straight in the eyes oh yeah you know what i mean bro like, i was you might not survive bro you know, i like, came to this yeah, no facts bro i came know? to this conclusion just recently but like you want to know what I'm just gonna keep doing what I've been doing. I've had this thing where I've like, I've sent the dude fucking messages and I've like tried to send him emails and shit. And I just like, I had a realization this year at the gathering. And again, it's like one of these just kind of you know let go and let fucking, you know, let car let go and let carnival doesn't have the same flow. But anyway, um, he knows people. If he wanted to fucking talk to me, he could. And so, at that point, I have to... Did Jay? Oh. And 20 years ago, fucking interacting with him for a weekend fucking entirely changed the trajectory of my life. And through that time, again, I've sent... You know, but, I like, I've reached out, but I've never, like... I've never tried to push it. Like, I've never tried to, like go and fucking, like, seek him out somehow. Right. I will say, um, somebody suggested that I get, um, a VIP meet and greet, which I'm real weird on those. ICP is at a level where they... That's not the move, bro. I don't think it is either, but a lot of people do it, and... Yeah, that's good for Well, but, and my, this is my thing. I thought about it in the sense of spent however much money he did to fly me out and put me in a hotel room and so at that point with that transaction transaction specifically i you know like 150 I mean, bucks I, isn't unreasonable I, but, I get, but bro I guess, yeah. no listen did you not see me the other day where i fucking went off on fucking vip meet and greets i think that for the most part the people that are in this scene if you're at a certain level and you really like in Lardy B's case, because that was where it came up. She, it, the fans are asking her for that, and I believe that shit because she got pretty much after the 
not this last year, but the last year, 2022, that gathering where she played main stage, and then she played second stage at fucking after ICP, you know, like, late night, and killed it. And so, now, she's just, like, in. She's touring with fucking Shaggy soon. And so, I believe, like, the, the line of people that were waiting to see her after her set at her merch tent, and that's my point. That's one of the reasons why she's cool. She did that shit for free late as fucking night. Could have just said, oh, I'm fucking, I'm tired of going to bed. But, fucking, I think in her case, it, like, it makes sense. In, like, Shaggy's case, it makes sense. But, in, like, in, like, the, let's say, like, you know, the Chapter 17 guys, at that level, they are, you know, that's, that's the hatchet as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if anybody else looks at it that way, but Chapter 17 and Psychopathic are basically both the hatchet, I feel like. You know, there, there is a hatchet in the, in the C-17. Yeah. So there's that. But, um, one way or another, like, that makes sense because you're part of the fucking collective. Like, you're part of the thing. But outside of that, so many other fucking artists do shit like that. And it's like, yeah, you're usually giving away merch during that, but you know for a fact that you're making, like, you're definitely profiting on that because the main idea is them coming to meet. Right. And you're just giving them something so they don't feel like they left enough. Yeah. And I, like, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like at our level, just fucking, like, fucking hang out. Like, what, you got the, I understand maybe if you have to go, but if it's a show, go back to the merch booth. Fucking sell some merch. Say hi. Sign some shit. If they... The fact that people have ever asked me to sign anything is fucking mind-blowing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and the idea that I would never charge somebody for my time. Like, I remember a time where Esham just rolled through somebody's campsite at fucking the, my first gathering in 2003. He just fucking smoked the blunt. It was real cool. And then he rolled off and fucking seen Esham at uh, his merch booth. Him and uh, fucking... Uh, mastermind, right? Yeah. And fucking, well, because I know the other homie died, and I, I, I mix them up sometimes. I mix them up yeah. sometimes. But fucking seeing that, they super cool. Just like, hey, what's up? Free will, back at the fucking merch booth, like the whole night. What's good? Just hanging with people and shit. Out there in the crowd. Like, and it, that may, they may even do mer- uh, fucking meet and greets, by the way, but they, again, they're out there in the crowd. Nah, if you're, Isham, no, not Esham. No, not Esham. Yeah. I was talking about Free Will. He always hangs out in his merch. Oh, no, true indeed. You can just walk up and say hello. Fucking Landry shared a fucking picture the other day of that uh, legendary six-hour fucking Esham set. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Oh, my God, yeah. His last one. Esham's had so many fucking last albums and Never last doing this again. And fucking Never doing it again. Yeah, me too, man. I That's why, because I, I catch myself saying that. No, I was I the know, last, right? you know, no more no, albums, that, no You want to know what? Listen, you know, I, get I it. think that uh, it's actually kind of funny because... I don't, I don't think he says that kind of shit anymore. I think he's I wonder what the, the I wonder what the... Um, the word I'm looking for here. I wonder what their rapport was with during the Malenko era. Because I was like, what was he making? Uh, Detroit dog shit, I believe, was around that time. 97. Okay. I've never even actually heard of that. Yeah. It's not my favorite. It's okay. Um, I wonder, did they have any fucking... Because Isham signed the hatchet. Well, Isham signed the hatchet around, I think, like 2002, 2003, Yeah, like 2002. Repentance came out in 2003, so, you know, the album was being made.
made, I imagine, a year prior. And he was on the homie set and shit and shit like that. And when you really think about that, you're really looking at like 2001 because they, yeah. you know, like the, the, it's not like it was made in you know fucking six months, you know, like. So, oh, wait, yeah, fucking. So I'm willing man. to bet that the ink was probably drying in the late 2001. You know, because it was also talks, you know. Oh, yeah, Purple Show. That's right. I fucking forgot about that. Yeah. Man. Man, we're going so in the weeds. What time is it? No, I know. We're going to, yeah, I said. We're not even talking nearly about Malenko anymore. No, but you And and I'm like, there's so much gold that we can talk about with other other shit. No, I know. Well, you want to know what? I almost feel like we're going to have to. It's. I want to start getting feedback because you want to know what? uh, This We we will end it here. I do apologize because, you know, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. A big part of this, of why they run long, is I just enjoy having this conversation with my friend where we are talking about shit that we are both very passionate about. So that is one of the reasons why they will sometimes run long. But I'd like to think there's still a little bit of a little bit of meat in there still. But no, you want to know what? I want to start getting some feedback from people because this was something that I was thinking. I Every podcast needs a fucking angle. This thing is still brand-ass new. It can evolve into many different things because just this right here is the main source of what we're trying to do. And so with that, to add anything technical or whatever, you know, if we can get insight, that would be good. And so I really do want to start getting as much fucking feedback as possible in the way of, like, reach out. I'm on fucking social media. Um, I can see about creating a social media for the uh, actual fucking podcast. But you should uh, make a Gmail. So you can also, well, no, listen, you can just message Juggalo News because I do have access to all that shit. I just, it's weird, man. I really, I cannot stress enough that the idea that technically speaking, I am working with, and I have, I want to make it very clear, I have no equity in the company, you know what I mean? Like, it's owned by several different people, I have zero equity in it whatsoever. That said, fucking, I am, like, working with them. And I remember Juggalo News being a thing, like... Yeah, I was reading this. I was checking Juggalo News for fucking years. Do you remember... 20 um, 20 years ago... There was a dude who... 20 years ago, it was real Juggalos. Yes. We want to really get But they still got the same face, which I love. Yeah, that, yeah. But I wonder who designed that. And then real Juggalos went into Bagel Lovers and Juggalo News, if I remember correctly. I didn't know if real Juggalos was actually... I thought Scotty D was part of real Juggalos. It is possible. It is definitely possible. Because I remember when Bagel Lovers was like fucking... Fagel, well, oh no, yeah, true indeed. Like, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. It was Fagel Lovers Heaven, not just Fagel yeah, Lovers, Lovers Heaven. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. But no, my point here is just that it's been weird for me to and uh, Homegirl, um, she goes by Lady Rome. Uh, takes pictures. Uh, her husband is a Shade One Thirty Eight. Okay. Um, yeah, no, real cool people, real solid people. Fucking from way back in the day. Like they're at least Shape is older than us. I don't know. Um, they, uh, fucking, she was telling me that, I, you know, like, you can, you can want to fucking use this, you know, to self-promote and whatever. And I'm like, first of all, I don't want to be that corny dude, like, oh, hi, Juggalo News, here's my album. You know, like, I'm probably going to share some shit at some point, I'm going to have to get past that. But, like, it is weird for me that I have been, I'm like a fan, basically. 
Like that I was like the fact that like my friends own this fucking company and that is like and not for nothing because I don't know if you'll hear this we don't actually talk but uh, Dustin Lane Hazen is fucking his pictures are fucking immaculate every year at the fucking gathering it just like I sincerely hope and I'm pretty sure either him or maybe it was um, Igor or whatever driven by boredom whatever it was one of them was selling NFTs at the gathering pictures at one point but um, I really do hope that at some point some compendium is made because, like, think about it like this. On mid-journey, you can type in Juggalo's doing such and such, and things will come up. And a big part of that is, the, like, the main part of that is the gathering. Like, all of those pictures that say Juggalo's doing most things, for the most part, they'll be outside. And it's like, but somebody like, you know, Hazen or Driven by Boredom or, you know, Monkeys on Crack these people that go to like a lot of ICP shows and a lot of gatherings and fucking document the shit. It's like, it's fucking crazy to me. And again, Juggalo News being something like, have you seen the pictures that fucking Toby took at the gathering this year? She got to the um, couple of, that I posted, but the one where I'm uh, holding uh, the shit in my chest. Um, you're fucking phenomenal shit. And just, it's really cool working with this shit but I have had this weird thing about it where, like, I don't know, like, how do you, how do you do something like that when, like, um, this will have to be one of the first things that we figure out how to get this shit to stop happening. Oh, I was recording the whole time. Yes, oh, my inadequacy can be fucking masked by the beat. Oh, thank God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, again, I know we're, uh, you know what? I actually might edit this one. I haven't really done much of that lately, but, uh, I will maybe edit this one to shorten it up, because, uh... We went so off the fucking rails. No, I know. Uh No, we really did. We really did. But, I mean, it's also... This is not a podcast for people that want to debate the, like, which song do you think was better? Yeah. It's more about, like, how did the album affect you? And I think that we have really, that I think we do pretty well. Right, yeah. And, but, 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 you're right, we go way off the rails. Because like I said, I just, whether it's my ADHD or your ADHD or who's ever fucking whatever it is, we are just going in a number of different directions. But, brother, I appreciate you. I thank you for uh, fucking coming by. Always. And for the, the tangent that I went off on that I probably just spoke for 10 straight minutes after it. I, I, again, I do want feedback. Like, I want to know what I can do better. I want to know what I can do differently. Uh, I feel like I'm... You, I have less verbal tics. I'm not saying the same things over and over again. I used to have a problem with that. But... I do want to find out, like, if there's things that people want to hear about. If they, like, if you do want us to actually just go track by track, and like, because we could do that, but if we're gonna do that, I think that we might have to do some reviewing in speed, like, do a few albums in fucking one uh, in one episode, and just kind of do quick impressions of each song. Right. But uh, you know, uh, people apparently love your accent. People love my accent. Yeah, you're from Boston, baby. Come on now. It's uh, That's exotic for some people. Oh, wow. 
I don't know well, where. Shout my... out to hey, shout out to everybody listening. I guess you said we're on the charts on social media. Yeah, two thirty four on iTunes, and that to me, if it's a two thirty four, that means that it's a three hundred. But that immediately is like, that's pretty good. Yeah. And I really just it, it, the Juggalo shit is interesting, man. Right. And that's why I want to know what about Juggalo shit do people want to hear about? Yes. What do the Juggalos that are listening to this? What do they want to hear about? The people that don't know about Juggalo shit, what do you want to know? Like that's one of these big things. Like I want to meet people, and as soon as you say ICP, and they're like, oh, it's like, wait a minute, no, hold on, do me a favor, tell me what you know about ICP. What do you actually know? Because I think that most people would say, oh, there's the dating game song, and um. Oh, there's that Miracles. The, oh, the Chop Chop Slide and uh, Hocus Pocus are popular on TikTok. Oh, and that In My Room song. Oh, there's that one too. Right. But, okay, fine. What do you know about, the, like, the men or the group or any of their history? Do you know anything about it? Mm-hmm. And then at that point, mm, go for it. But, uh, again, Derek, thank you. Oh, I yeah. uh, appreciate everybody sticking around. Like I said, I'm going to try to... Uh, shave this down a little bit because it is uh, a little bit long maybe long winded but and on that note <laughs> yeah I need to figure out a sign off man I, I, I don't know I, I, I already mean, know what it is man you been, just you don't you, you don't pick up on certain rhythms it's this just fucking remember to always scoop that loop and fold the flop alright now oh, we're out oh no Oh no, that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> Fold those flops. Uh scoop the loops. Two scoops of loops for flop folding. <laughs>